morning. Whoa. Welcome. Whoa. I sometimes feel like I don't even need this mic, so now everybody across Visalia has heard me. Well, welcome. My name is Christine. I am so happy you are here today. I'm always happy you're here, but today, I'm really happy you're here. Today is Celebration Sunday, and we have so much to celebrate. I'd love to introduce you to Tim Ports, who is standing behind me. Hello, Tim. Yeah. Woo! Tim is our candidate for our worship arts pastor, and we are so overjoyed to have him celebrating in worship with us this morning. You'll hear a lot more from him as the day progresses. But before we start the fun, I do have some announcements to share. First off, very important, we need you back here tonight at six o'clock. Uh, this is a, a meeting, an important family meeting. You are the family of Grace Community Church, so we need you. Um, this is an opportunity for you to ask questions to Tim, um, to hear more from him and his heart. And really, we are just trusting God. We are all trusting, along with Tim, that God would lead us to either confirm or not that he is our worship arts pastor. And so we will potentially ratify by ballot Tim's call to our church. So we're excited about tonight, and we hope that all of you will join us. We do have children's programs, so our little friends will be very happy as well. So please come. Also, if you're new and you've been visiting Grace for the last few months, we want to invite you to a small luncheon that we're having today after the second service, a time for us to get to know you, a time for you to get to know the pastoral staff. So please join us after the second service. We are so looking forward to getting to know you. And if today is your first time visiting Grace, we want to take this opportunity to welcome you. If you don't mind raising your hand, we have a packet of information for you. In the back is a communication card. If you could just fill that out and place it in the offering plate, that just lets us know how we can serve you. Today is a day of celebration. We are so overjoyed to celebrate what the Lord is doing. But you know what? We're mindful that, that some are experiencing great loss today. They're experiencing great pain. So today, we remember in prayer the Blaine and the Kutsier family and the tragic loss of Kevin Blaine. We are just entrusting the Lord to surround our friends with great comfort and great care. We also remember our friend Julie Shore, who's lost her father this week. And these are the times that we come together as a family of God and trust the Lord to comfort. And we know he will. And so today, as we celebrate, again, so much to celebrate, so many joys, so many heartaches, and yet we do it together as a family. So let's just keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and celebrate him. Let's do that now. Check it. One, two. Why don't we all stand together? Let's sing Hosanna. Praise is rising.
Praise you, Lord. We are so thankful for all that you've done for us on the cross, Lord. Where would we be without your grace, your amazing grace? 
this morning.
This is my revelation Christ Jesus crucified Salvation through repentance At the cross on which he died Now hear my absolution Forgiveness for my sin And I sink beneath the waters that Christ was buried in And I will rise I will rise As Christ was raised to life Now in Him Now in Him I Baptized in blood and fire No fear of condemnation By faith I'm justified And I will have the opportunity, you're going to see two of the four people that will be baptized today. I want to remind you that when someone is baptized, they are literally walking in the footsteps of Jesus himself who started his ministry through baptism. I'd like to read that account to you. It's found in Matthew chapter 3 verses 13 to 17. It says, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you and do you come to me Jesus replied the very words of Jesus he says this let it be so now it is proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness then Jesus consented as soon as Jesus was baptized he went up out of the water heaven was opened and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him and a voice from heaven said this is my son whom I love him I am well pleased. Our Lord Jesus, God himself, was baptized. And it's important to note that he said, let it be so now for us. Not for me, but for us. 
Jesus established baptism as the way that his people could proclaim publicly that they believe in him and that they will follow him. This is the way we identify with the Lord and his work. Baptism by immersion symbolizes what he did on the cross, death, burial, resurrection. And so as these folks are baptized today, I would encourage you not to be a passive observer. It's very important. Think about your relationship with Christ. Think about your commitment to him and how you're doing in that. Maybe you have not been baptized. You might consider today, maybe the Lord's trying to talk to you about that because it is the first act of obedience for every believer. Let's get her up here where you can see her. This is Marin Wilfong. Good morning, Marin. Can you say good morning to everybody? Good morning. <laughs> Marin, when did you give your life to Jesus? The first day of kindergarten. The first day of kindergarten at school? Yeah. Yeah, and why are you being baptized today? Because I love Jesus. I can think of no better reason. Can you? I can see the red wheels. There you go. Marin, you have given your life to Jesus, right? Marin, look at me. <laughs> I just want you to remember this moment, sweetie. Are you, will you follow Jesus all the rest of the days of your life, no matter what should come your way? Yes. Upon this, your profession of faith, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Good job, Did you notice when you came into the tank, everybody didn't go, oh, I don't know what the difference is. <laughs> She's a tough act to follow. <laughs> Can I introduce to you, this is Nathan Halls. Nathan, when did you give your life to Jesus? I gave my life to Jesus in, uh, in junior high at Calvin Crest, uh, but uh, most, mostly through the faithfulness and example of my parents. Good. Okay. And why are you being baptized today? To publicly identify Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and to uh, follow his example in baptism. Good. Nathan, you've given your life to Jesus Christ, yes? Yes. Nathan, as long as the Lord should choose to give you life on this earth, do you promise publicly before these people and even before the Lord that you will follow him all the rest of the days of your life? I do. Upon this your profession of faith, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Let's continue to worship together. I will rise as you are risen. Declare your rule and reign. My life confess your lordship and glorify your name. Your word it stands eternal. Your kingdom has no end. Your praise goes on forever and on and on again. 
sing, Jesus, I need you.
Let's pray. Lord, thank you for this beautiful day that we can come to praise and worship you. Thank you for all the many blessings you give us. We pray for those in our church family that are hurting today. Wrap your arms around them and give them your peace. We pray for our leaders that you would guide their actions and words. We come to you with our tithes and offerings today that trust that your work can be done in our community and around the world. We pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. And I've heard a thousand stories of they think you're like But I've heard the tender whisper of love In the dead of night that you tell me That you're pleased and that I'm never Sing it out. You're good, 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 good,
be seated. Well, I want to introduce to you Timothy Ports. He prefers Tim. I like Timothy to keep my Tim straight, but uh, I'm thinking maybe call him N.T. and Tim Allen O.T. But, uh... New Tim and old Tim, right? Yeah. (laughs) Step up here. All right. Well, I'm going to talk to, uh, to you about the process and how we got to this point this evening when we gather at 6. I don't think it'll be a long, long meeting, but I hope that you'll move something if you have to move something to be here with us because it's going to be a grand time together. But I will talk about the whole process. This morning, I just wanted to give Tim a chance to acquaint you with him. And so I have a few questions I wanted to ask him. And these aren't surprise questions to him. But the first question that I wanted to ask him is, who are some of the most influential people in your life, and in what way did they influence you? I probably have to say, when I went to high school, the church that I went to, uh, David Price was the pastor there, and I just really learned a lot from him. He was uh, very victorious in his life. I don't say that pridefully, but he just taught us how you can live above sin. You can live above struggling. You can live, you know, not struggling financially. You can be a blessed, you know, child of God. And uh, I just really looked up to him. And I think I am who I am today because of him. Another person is my private teacher when I was in music school. He was very hard on me. All of us like to be around people who pat us on the back all the time. But when you're with someone who tells you what you need to hear. It's not the most comfortable thing. Um, You know, I'd be practicing very hard. Uh, This one song I was working on, I told him I was practicing four hours a day. He goes, Tim, that sounds horrible. You need to practice six hours a day. And uh, 
I learned a lot from him. A lot of my professors in music school, I went to Lee University. I'll just tell you a quick um, little bio about me and my testimony. I grew up in a very strong Christian home, very musical family. I'm the oldest of five uh, siblings. All of my brothers and sisters lead worship like I did today. Uh, they are all musical. They lead worship at various churches. My father is a pastor in Virginia, Richmond. That's where I'm from. I went to college at Lee University in Cleveland, Tennessee. I studied music. It was a great, challenging experience. Um, they say 80% of people who enroll there as freshmen do not graduate. So even though it's a Christian school, they love the Lord, they, they're hard on you, and they teach you what you need to uh, know. So that was a great experience. I have worked in various churches as a music director or worship arts pastor. Uh, since then, I went to graduate school uh, at back at Lee for percussion performance. I was on the track to be uh, more of a symphony percussionist, um, realizing after all the grueling hours of practicing that my heart was more for worship and for the Lord and for ministry. So this is why I'm trying to do this here today. And uh, I'm just trusting the Lord that he's going to lead me where he wants me to be. I believe uh, my life is in his hands as I believe this church is in his hands. And um, he's got great things in store for you and your future here as well as me. So if uh, God wants me to be here, I believe that'll happen. And if not, I trust him that he's got somewhere else that he wants me to be. But uh, I would love to be here with you to be your uh, worship arts pastor. I think I have a lot to offer, and I uh, don't want to ramble on too much. <laughs> <laughs> we like hearing you ramble. Uh, other than worship arts, where have you served in the local church, uh, either as a volunteer or as a pastor? Uh, in other ways, have you served? Well, um, growing up, I was actually in the drama team in youth group. That was fun. Interpretive dancing and dressing up like a ghost and wearing masks, trying to act scary. But um, yeah, other than that, I've just been the designated lifter of everything, of every church, because for some reason, everyone's back is broken. Everyone has problems, and they can't move, and everything hurts. Hey, Tim, can you come lift this 500-pound box? Uh, we, we need you over here. And you know, I'm okay with that, though. So, um, but yeah. <laughs> I, I've, I've helped, you know, various... I really, really help everybody. Anybody needs help. Have you got a little time after church? <laughs> um, what excites you about the possibility of living in California? Well, uh, my family and all my friends are East Coast people. Uh, no one that I know has lived here or gone this far west. I've always been kind of attracted to it over here. Like, wow, West Coast, um, it seems very just nice weather and uh, nice people. <laughs> but it's, it's so far, it's nothing that I thought it was. Uh, <laughs> but apparently this is the valley, the different part of, of California. Um, but, you know, I have a lot of friends, a lot of close friends where I'm from, and um, I believe God put those people in my life for a good time and I'll always have those people I'll always know them and nowadays with technology it's so easy to keep in touch 
Um, I think I have a lot of friends to make over here, people that I don't know, all of you. Um, it'd be great to, you know, hang out some time and uh, talk about how hot it is. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Tim, speak to us a little bit about the process that's drawn you away from your home to California and to, to us. Well, uh, knowing that I am, knowing that God wants me to be in worship ministry, I just been following His leading. And um, to be honest, I was just in Starbucks one day looking on the uh, job searches, and this church popped up, uh, Visalia, California. I'm like, whoa, California! It just popped out for some reason at me. But uh, I, I just decided to apply, and um, I applied to a few other churches, but, you know, they never get back to you, and they just, I don't know, it, it just popped out, and I filled it out, and I heard from, I don't know who was the first person that called me, Wayne, Dave, Dave, and so talking to these people who I now see in front of me over the phone, and we did a video conference, and I came here once before to do a Wednesday night rehearsal, and uh, everyone has been so friendly and welcoming and helpful and answering all the questions that I have, and uh, it's just been a good experience so far. Um, so we'll see. How old were you when you started uh, weightlifting? Well, yeah, that's like my hobby um, is is powerlifting and lifting weights. And I've honestly, it's probably all my mom's fault, to be honest with you, because she is very into fitness. She swims, runs, and works out, lifts weights, you know, every day, pretty much. And she started asking me when I was in middle school if I wanted to, uh, you know, come work out with her or go on runs with her. And, you know, I was a little chubby middle schooler, kind of insecure and everything. And I... um just started working out with her and then I started learning about dieting and I, I just been doing it for so long. It's kind of like my outlet, um, especially during music school. It's so easy because it's very competitive to to be kind of tunnel vision with music, music, music. And this was kind of my outlet to take my mind off of that. Um, also, I was very involved in sports in high school. I played football, wrestled and played baseball. And, um, now that I can't do that anymore because um, I didn't make the cut or I'm too old or whatever, I still just <laughs> just work out because that's kind of like my physical outlet. One last question. What are some trends or practices you see in local church worship and the worship arts ministry that concerns you? Well, um, I don't know if it's because of the media that everything is so available to be seen and you see what these big concerts look like and these big mega churches are putting on these big shows with tons of lights and fog and the music sounds unbelievable. It's I'm, I'm just kind of um, skeptical of the, the whole performance thing. Are, are we going that way? Are we trying to be like... Broadway or, you know, all these big concerts that you would just go to hear good music without having the heart there. Um, I think we're, we, and it's not my 
place to judge people's heart because no matter how nice the stage looks, you really don't know what someone, what's in someone's heart. But we have to be careful to keep the heart our main focus and worship the Lord from the heart and not put so much emphasis on the outer shell, which does draw people in and brings people to the church. So it's just a balance. I just am leery of it being too much performance. And what excites you about that, about worship, worship arts, and trends in worship today? Um, kind of the positive side of what I just said, that these technologies and a lot of the instruments that people are using now with, with MIDI and all of these, you know, using computers on stage, it, it really is cool. I mean, some of the sounds, I mean, you think about, they say in heaven there's colors that aren't here. I'm sure there are sounds in heaven that we don't hear here. But, you know, we can do some, some cool things now with the technology we have that really creates some cool sounds. And it, we can make it sound like what we think heaven sounds like, you know? So that's exciting. Thank you, Tim. All right. You want to... I'll let you continue.
shout your praise Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing If we don't, the rocks will cry out. What do you need from the Lord today? What would you like him to say to your heart? If you could answer a prayer that has been on your lips, what would that prayer be? What do you seek from the Lord this morning? I asked myself those questions as I was preparing my heart to lead us in this moment. I think the answer to all those questions, all those prayers, in a way that doesn't always brightly or in a pushy way, meet our eye, but it is here in this bread and this cup. For it is in the bread and the cup that Jesus says, I am all you need. I am the answer to your questions, the answer to your prayers. Sometimes we balk, how can that be? But the longer that we entertain or meditate upon that, it causes us to see sometimes the questions and the answers differently.
more profoundly, more deeply. Every time we take this bread and cup, it's like a checkpoint in our lives. It's an opportunity to look back and look forward. In fact, in a way, the bread and the cup do look back and look forward. One of the things that Jesus invites us to do that's profound to all the questions that we have and all the prayers that we offer is that he gives us new life and it begins with us realizing that in him we have right relationship with God. Jesus Christ is the sufficiency, the satisfaction of all the regrets and discouragements all of the failings, shortcomings, the things that discourage our own heart as well as those things in us that discourage others. It's always an opportunity to move forward realizing that I can hold God's hand and walk in step with him in his grace, with his favor, his smile, his love, no matter what kind of wreckage we drag in with us this morning. When we eat this bread and drink this cup, we can walk forward with an entirely new disposition and outlook because whatever remains to be overcome or whatever hurdle remains to be surmounted. We can do that in the strength, the confidence, the acceptance, the power, and in the guidance of Jesus Christ our Lord. And it's a twofold confidence. This is my body which is for you, he says. And this cup is the new covenant in my blood. It says everything is new because everything that's past has been satisfied and dealt with in my life for you. Your identity, your worth, your value, everything is found in me. Not in the world, not in the ways of the world, not in the enticements of the world, and although I'm just a little older now than I was when I first came here to Grace, and a little wiser, I'm more grateful every day because I see so much more profoundly how real are the things of Christ and how false are the things of this world. And when we know him and our identity in him, we see things differently, and that way we taste things more richly. Colors are brighter, almost heavenly, as Timothy alerted us. A child born. A life redeemed. A second chance. Laughter together as a family. 
holding hands and praying together. They are precious things that are ours in this world, and they are all open to us and made rich to us through Jesus Christ. So as we prepare our hearts to take this bread and this cup, you're doing more than just some kind of perfunctory, academic, rote, mechanical kind of thing. It's a reminder. It's a checkpoint. It's an opportunity of great faith. And even more, it's a great opportunity to experience the grace of God and go with him. On the night he was betrayed, he took bread. He blessed it. And he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you. In the same way after supper, the cup also, saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Sweet Jesus Christ, my sanity. Sweet Jesus Christ, my clarity. Come, my 
All of you drink it. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And now, if you will, pass the cups toward the center. Thank you, men, for picking up the cups. I want to remind you as we close, we have the opportunity to give to the Deacons Fund. It's devoted to helping people in need, those who come to us, who turn to the church in a time of difficulty, which uh, we've all experienced, as well as those who in our church family also need a hand up. So if you're able to give, we ask you to give and give generously. Now, if you will, please stand. Take a stretch, take a deep breath. Okay, now if you will, sit down again. We have the right hand of fellowship. Tim's behind me, so. I celebrate the bread and the cup when I make mistakes. Sorry, just give me a minute. You know, it dawned on me this morning, OT, old Tim, New T, I mean, NT, New Tim, I real, I re, it hit my mind that if we got another John on staff, it would be New J and OJ. Sounds very citrus. <laughs> we have some folks here this morning to receive the right hand of fellowship. If you're um, in this service and you've uh, gone through that process, please come forward at that time and I'll have you stand over here by, uh, by Pastor John as these folks come forward. Um, I, I'd like to remind you, go ahead, come on up. Um, I'd like to remind you that um, typically in our celebration Sundays, we do um, parent-child dedications. And this is a unique Sunday because next week is um, Mother's Day. And so we do our parent-child dedications. This is the only time we do it on a different Sunday. If you still have a child that you'd like to dedicate, you can do that. Um, you can let us know and we can get you in that for next week. These folks have gone through our membership process and they're here to receive the right hand of fellowship. It comes from Galatians chapter two, verse nine, that says, James, Peter, and John, reputed to be pillars, gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship when they recognized the grace given to me. They agreed that they should go to the Gentiles and they to the Jews. So I'm gonna introduce these folks to you. Um, as I introduce them, Pastor John will give them the right hand of fellowship. I'll ask you to hold your applause until the end, and then we will encourage them together. I will pray for us. I will have you stand and pray, for, and I will pray for us and for them. And then the end of our service, I would ask you to come up to my right, your left, and come through and greet these folks. So let me introduce them to you. This is Nathan and Lucinda Halls. Thank you, Nathan. Welcome. It's good to have Hold you your there. applause. Yes, God bless it's okay. you. That was Lisa. That was Lisa Allen. She's not my sister, but I claim her. Um, Eric, Eric Reidenauer. Welcome to Grace. And Carl, Carl and Barbara Bergman. Please welcome them. Let's stand and we'll pray together.
Father, we are grateful for this day. So many exciting things have gone on. We've had the opportunity to observe some baptisms. We've had the opportunity to get to know uh, Tim Ports and to be introduced to him. And to we've had the opportunity to worship together and now to welcome these folks into membership. We pray, Lord, that you would use them. Uh, we have no idea, Lord, exactly all the opportunities they will have, but we are thankful to have them here, and we would pray that you would use them for your kingdom. We thank you, Lord, for this day and the opportunity that we have to serve you on this day, and we pray this in Jesus' name and all God's people said.
Okay. good. Sorry about Jesus, I need you. No problem. I, just, I was like, okay, good thing we Jesus and I wouldn't have had it set up to, to scroll through. So I was scrolling through it. I was thinking that it was right on still when I came in. Yeah, well, so I, I just looped the verse originally. Oh. And then you just kept going. I'm like, ah, oh, I should have left it. Yeah. So I drove yeah. go again. Maybe caught up to the second chorus. It was he fine. did what you had him. The fact that we got through that song, it means a lot. Hi, I'm Tim.
chips. Makes me feel lost.